Welcome, and thank you for listening to Sandy Creek Stirrings. I'm your host, Joshua Jimenez. And if you're going to win souls, you've got to love souls. In spite of their meanness, in spite of the way they look, in spite of everything, you've got to seek to bring souls to Jesus Christ because you love them, because Jesus loved them, and because Jesus died for them, and you're trying to bring them to the Son of God. The Bible says in Psalm 84, 11, my last verse, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. I based my whole life on that, that it pays to serve God, and I believe that with all my heart. God has given us a guidebook. God has given us a directional map, and that guidebook, that map, is the precious Word of God. Listen, don't just go and sit in the pew. Find somewhere to serve and serve as a family. Be a part of everything at church, and when you learn to love what God loves, um, your children will learn to love it as well. Homes are not that spiritually strong. We're getting overtaken by the world quickly, but unfortunately, we're pumping all the sewage in. You know, we're letting the world in when that ought to be a haven. Four thousand four hundred and thirty-five. Two thousand two hundred and sixty. One thousand. Thirteen thousand two hundred and eighty-three. Four hundred and ninety-eight thousand three hundred and thirty-two. 2,446, 116,516, 405,399, 54,246, 90,220, 1,565, 6,852. You say, what kind of opening is that for a podcast? Well, I'm glad you asked because each of those numbers has something to do with our podcast topic for today. And I want to encourage you here on Sandy Creek Stirrings to do one single thing today. One single thing. It is not anything deep. It's not anything super extravagant. It's one single thing. In fact, it's one simple word. That word starts with a C and ends with an E. Nothing big. Nothing that requires a whole book on philosophy of this word. It's small. But I want to encourage you to have this word as a central theme of your life. What is that word? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'll tell you in just a second. But first, I want to thank you for joining me here on Sandy Creek Stirrings again. And glad to have you back on the podcast. If you don't know why this podcast is called Sandy Creek Stirrings, or if you don't know anything about me, maybe you're like, who is this guy talking to me over the radio, over my phone, over the speaker right now? Who is this guy? Then let me encourage you to go to sandycreekstirrings.com. Again, that's sandycreekstirrings.com. If you click our About page, you will find out how this podcast got its name. You'll find out a little bit more about me, not a whole lot of good information to know about me. Uh, You don't really need to know me, but anyway, I'm not not someone worth knowing. Uh, I think some people have probably said about me before. Uh, But anyway, you can find out more on our website, sandycreekstirrings.com. sandycreekstirrings.com. Simply go there and you will find out some different things about this podcast, what our purpose is, what our goal is. And I'll tell you now what our goal is. Our goal is to stir you up for the cause of Christ through practical teaching and simple episodes that give you practical and applicable living, things that you can take home and use 
today. That's what Sandy Creek Stirrings is all about, and we hope to help you with that. If you do, though, in fact, want to know a little bit more about me, a little bit more about my testimony, a little bit more about my story, let me encourage you to listen to episode number 88. Episode number 88, by the way, if you go to sandycreekstirrings.com, click the episode button, you will see all the episodes that we have released up to this point in time. But episode number 88 was the beginning of a series entitled, My Story Won't Wow You. My Story Won't Wow You, and we took several episodes and went over exactly my story, my testimony, some things I've learned, some things that I wanted to share with you. And so we started that in episode number 88, the very first one, entitled, My Story Won't Wow You, Two Births. My Story Won't Wow You, Two Births, episode number 88. So if you do want some more information on a unordinary Unordinary? No, I mean ordinary. I don't know. Maybe I'm not normal. I don't know. However you want to take that, but episode number 88 will give you a little bit more of my story, a little bit more about me, but I'm so glad to have you on the podcast today. If you can, I would encourage you to leave us a review on Facebook or Apple Podcast. That would simply allow other people to find and enjoy the same content that hopefully you're enjoying right now. Now you say, wait a second, what's that word that you're going to encourage me to do today? I want to encourage you as a listener to do one single thing. I want to encourage you to continue. I want to encourage you to continue. You know, as I sit here this morning, I'm reminded of the great sacrifices that people have made for our lives. In fact, for everything we have today, freedom spiritually, freedom physically, we can be reminded of the sacrifice that paid for those freedoms. And we have many holidays throughout the years, but one of the ones that maybe gets lost sometimes because it's not as extravagant as Christmas and there's no gift giving, there's no chocolates like Easter, but Memorial Day we celebrate once a year, and today is not Memorial Day, but I'm reminded of just those sacrifices that we are reminded of when we take a whole day Memorial Day to remember those who sacrifice themselves for our freedom. Each of those sacrifices, whether we look at it spiritually, and we'll talk about that in a second, but physically as well, our freedoms in America, each one have something in common. Each of those sacrifices have something in common. Those people who sacrifice themselves made a conscious decision to continue to fight on no matter what opposition. They had backbone. They had a no-quit attitude. They had a purpose for their battle. They were steadfast and sure. You think about going back to the great missionary Adoniram Judson. Um, His son would go on to say this, If you are having success, it's because someone before you suffered. If you are suffering, someone after you will have success. Look, we have success, we have freedom, we have wealth as as a nation, we have so much more than many other countries have as a people. But can I tell you this, it's because so many people suffered before us. I find that America's heroes continued. Since the beginning of our great nation of the United States, our military has stood strong in the face of opposition. Each service member wrote a check payable up to one life for the freedom of others. They would not stop, they would not quit, and it's because of them we can have freedoms we have today. 
Many of you probably know someone who served in our military. They wrote a check said payable up to one life for our freedoms. And their willingness to sacrifice themselves, why, we should never forget that. Can I tell you that the military veterans in our military of today, they are true heroes. You can keep your ball team. You can keep your music artist. You can keep your movie star. You can keep your author. The military, the past and present, have always and will always be the true hero of America. I'm reminded of their great sacrifice and their willingness to give their lives. It is said that heroism is giving your life for the sake of others and for ages. Our military has done that. True heroism is giving your life for the sake of others. I could give you many stories, Diddy. I'll give you a couple. But after the attack on Pearl Harbor, only two ships were beyond all hope of repair. The USS Arizona and the USS Utah. On board the listing capsizing Utah, the lights began to flicker, and if they would go out, hundreds of men would be trapped in the overturned hull in the pitch blackness. Knowing that, knowing that if these lights went out, everybody would be doomed. Knowing that, Fireman Second Class John, and I hope I pronounce his name correctly, but I think it's Vason, John Vason manned his post so the fleeing sailors had light to abandon the ship. He manned the post. He kept the lights on. By the time the sailors had abandoned the ship, it was too late for him to escape. He sacrificed himself for the sake of others. But can I remind you what he did? He continued. He determined that, you know what, no matter how long it takes, no matter what the necessity is, no matter if I have to give my very life, I will continue. I will continue. I'm reminded of Air Force Captain Stephen L. Bennett, June 29, 1969. They were making targets for Navy artillery from their OV-10 Bronco aircraft. He had in the back seat Marine Corps Captain Mike Brown. And while they're flying around making these targets, they received a desperate call for help from a South Vietnamese platoon, which was under attack from hundreds of North Vietnamese regular army troops. With no other help available, Captain Bennett attacked, drove off the enemy troops, but on his final pass, his aircraft took a SAM hit. The explosion destroyed the left engine and wounded Captain Brown in the back seat. Once they were over the Gulf of Tonkin, the decision was made that they should eject out of the aircraft, and that's when Captain Brown discovered that his parachute had been destroyed by the SAM strike. Captain Bennett could punch out if he wanted to, saving himself, but because of the parachute issue uh, where Brown was wounded, saving himself meant dooming Brown. Or there was another option Captain Bennett could do. He could ditch the aircraft into the Gulf. Now, the pilot, Captain Bennett, he was well aware that no pilot had ever survived ditching an aircraft, or an OV-10 rather, and they had never survived an OV-10 being ditched into the Gulf up to this time point, and he entertained no illusion of being the first guy that, this would, that he would make it out alive. He didn't entertain that as a thought. And although he knew that most likely if he ditched the OV-10 into the Gulf, it would mean 
his own doom. He understood this, that it would at least give Brown, it would at least give Captain Brown a chance to survive. Save himself or give his comrade a chance to survive. So he chose to ditch. And when that Bronco aircraft hit the water, it flipped over quickly, headed for the bottom nose first. Captain Brown struggled free, was able to exit the aircraft, and bobbed to the service and was rescued. And Captain Bennett's body was retrieved the next day. What did he do? He was a hero. He gave his life for the sake of someone else. He was a hero, but can I remind you what he did? He continued. He continued. He continued. He decided, can you imagine as he pointed that that Bronco aircraft down and brought it down to where he was supposed to ditch? He could have ejected. He could have saved himself, but he decided, you know what? I'm going to continue. I'm going to fight. I'm going to try and do my best to save my comrade. And he continued, though it cost him his very life. But can I tell you this? His sacrifice and the sacrifice of others and the sacrifice of that fireman second class, John Vason, hopefully I'm pronouncing his name correctly, you know what they did? They continued, they continued, they continued, and it cost them their very life, but they still continued. And we have the freedoms we have today because there were some men and some women who just decided, you know what, I think I'll just go on. I think I will continue. I'll continue. I'm reminded of the people during the American War for Independence who fought. Some gave their lives. Some made it out alive. But you know what they decided? We're going to continue. We're going to continue. And that heroism we see in the fact of our military and military heroes giving their lives for each other, for ages our military has done that. You see, 4,435 Patriots gave their lives during the Revolutionary War. 2,260 gave their their lives during the War of 1812. 1,000 during the Indian Wars. 13,283 during the Mexican War. 498,332 during the Civil War. 246 or 2,446,000 2, during the Spanish-American War. 100. And 16,516 during World War I, 405,399 during World War II, 54,246 during the Korean War, 90,220 during the Vietnam War, 1,565 during the Persian Gulf War, and 6,852 during the War on Terror. You know what I think impresses me most about heroes? What, what impresses me most about those military people was their resolve to never quit. Sadly, when we look around, there are many who have begun to forget and take for granted the sacrifices that those before us have made. You see it in the push for liberalism and an over-controlling government. You see it in the cry for socialism and the, and the foundations for communism being laid. You see it when they burn flags and when they won't, can I, can I go here, they won't stand for the national anthem. 
You see it when they protest the military, when they, they bemoan strengthening our military. Doesn't that bother you? Doesn't that maybe anger you? Doesn't that maybe fire you up? Doesn't that make you want to go on a campaign educating all these crazy people who take all these lives that were sacrificed, they take them for granted? Doesn't that fire you up? And suddenly now we're riled up and we're angry and we're frustrated. And yeah, they need to they need to remember the sacrifice. They need to know why we why we fight for strong morals and we fight for fight for life and we fight for these different things and we're willing to stand up for countries and we're willing to be the big brother nation. They've forgotten and they need to be reminded and it fires us up and it gets us so upset we determine, you know what, in 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 remembrance of those who have given their lives, in remembrance of those who continued, we too will choose in our lives to continue. Because they did, in response, we will. And there are some of you who are red, white, and blue, bleeding, flag-waving, patriotic Americans who you are, I mean, you're pumped up. You're like, yes, that's right. And you're grabbing a flag, and you're running around the yard, and you're just pumped up. You're excited. You're like, yeah, I'm going to stay a, a, a patriotic person. I'm going to continue. But can I take you to somebody else who continued? Can I take you to someone else who determined that no matter what, they were going to keep on moving forward? The Bible says in Luke chapter 22 and verse 40, And when he was at that place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more. He prayed more. Can I just remind you that though we have those great heroes of America, we can look to the greatest hero of all was a person named Jesus Christ, who was God in the flesh, who continued. And remember, he was just as much flesh and blood as you and I, but though he went through agony, and though he went through pain, and though he went through suffering, and that verse, verse 44 of Luke 22, would go on to say that he sweat as it were great drops of blood, and this was only the beginning, he still continued. There were angels waiting in the wings to fly in. He could have called 10,000 angels, but he didn't. He wouldn't quit. He wouldn't give up. He would not stop until it is finished. He wouldn't stop until his very life was given up. He continued. The greatest gift ever given was that Christ continued. Do you know why you and I can have salvation? Why we can have a victorious life, why we can have joy, why we can have a home in heaven, why we can have peace and boldness and all the things contained in the Christian life. Do you want to know why? Because Christ continued. Why he would do that for me, I will never really understand. All I know is that he did. And just like that sacrifice of American patriots gone back, 
Christ's sacrifice, too, has begun to be pushed aside and taken for granted. Atheism is a growing worldview. Agnosticism has planted a foothold in our thought process. Skepticism has stolen the hearts of our children who have been raised in Christian homes. And they begin to cry against the church, and they they say that Jesus was just a good teacher or a good man, maybe even a prophet, but there was no way he was the Son of God, and he definitely wasn't perfect. They say the Bible is old and useless. They laugh and scorn the songs we sing. They make fun of the way we dress. They crack jokes at the way we spend our Sunday mornings and our Sunday evenings and our Wednesday nights. They decry the very gift and sacrifice that was made for all men. But instead of the Christian getting fired up about that, instead of the Christian becoming all more zealous, instead of the Christian becoming more passionate about ministry, instead of the Christian becoming more resolved to serve the Lord in response, can I tell you the sad thing? We don't continue. We don't get fired up about it the same way that we do about America, and oh my goodness, look at what they're doing to our nation. We don't get the same way about the sacrifice that Christ made for our spiritual freedom. Let's be honest, we know what to do, we know what to say, we know where to be, but we just don't continue. You say, well, I I, I don't know about that, I don't know if I can agree with you. Really? Let's take church, for example. We won't miss a day of work, but we'll miss church. Well, well, I got the sniffles, you know, and I don't want to get anybody sick. But you were at work yesterday, and you're going to be at work tomorrow. So you, you're okay with getting all your coworkers and your boss sick, but you're, that's just an excuse. We, we, we won't miss a day of work, but we'll miss church. Thank you for your sacrifice, Lord. I know you gave your life for the church. Thank you. I will just skip it. We have those who are witnessing to and and trying to get them into church, and we tell them how important it is, but we skip church to go spend time with them. Well, I want to encourage them. And you know, I I know I've been praying for uncle and aunt so-and-so to get into church, but they're coming to visit me this weekend, and I just don't want to leave them, you know, at the house by themselves. We, We get upset when the government of some areas like going back to 2020 during the pandemic, where they say church is non-essential. And we talk about how upsetting it is, and oh, they should never do that, and we share fiery articles on Facebook. And The reality is, though, we ourselves don't even treat church as necessity sometimes. You say, no, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a faithful church member, really. What about the last time you went on vacation and you skipped church to go on vacation? You say, well, well, we went, we went, we 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 went on vacation. You know, this is family time. Good. I'm glad you took a vacation from God. Is it a necessity or not? Let's see. Necessities: food. Food's a necessity. You don't have food, you won't survive. Water's a necessity. You need shelter. Those are all necessities. You went on vacation. I guarantee you ate, you drank, and you had shelter. Unless you went like camping or something. I mean, then you wouldn't have had shelter. But why is it that we say, well, church is essential? 
but we feel as though we can skip it whenever we want. And I'm not saying you can't have a vacation where you don't go to your church. Hey, I just took a vacation, and I didn't go to my church on that Sunday. But I did not skip church. I didn't. I went to a different church. I went to the Presbyterian. No, I did not go to the Presbyterian church. I went to a church of like faith, preaches the Word of God, amen, a church that our church uh, knows. And so I went there and had a wonderful time. But I'm not going to skip church. You know why? Because church is essential to my life, for it is my spiritual food. It is my spiritual power. We miss church when we have an excuse to, because let's be honest, it's not important to us as we say it is. Because if you make excuses to get out of something, then it's really not that important to you. If your wife came to you, Actually, let's spin it around the other way. Let's say you went to your wife and said, Hey, sweetie, I would really, I just need 10 minutes for us, just 10 minutes for us to just sit down, have a cup of coffee. I really need to talk to you about something that's really important to me, really important to our marriage, really important to our family. I really need to talk to you about this. And she said, Well, uh, I got to go wash the dishes real quick. So let me, let me go do that. You say, Okay, okay, I'll, I'll talk to you after your dishes are washed. And then you go to her after the dishes are washed, and you say, hey, can, well, well I, I, I really need to go ahead and clean the bathroom. Oh, okay, well, I, I'll talk to you about that after. Well, are you, are you ready now? No. Well, you know, I really need to, I need to cook dinner now. If she did that all day, and all day the next day, and all day the next week, and you would probably think it's not very important to her, wouldn't you? Why? Because she keeps making excuses. You don't make excuses to skip something that you care about. How about reading your Bible? Let's get back to basics today. Where did you read your Bible today? What chapter? How did God speak to your heart today? You say, well, I just I just read the Bible, you know, before going to work, and I didn't really get anything out of it. No, 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 no. We, reading your Bible isn't just something we just do. We do it to get a word from God. Hmm. Where'd you read today? What'd you learn? What did God show you? How did God speak to your heart? How did God touch you? How did God convict you? How did God change you? And we could go on about prayer and, and, and soul winning. When's the last time you witnessed to somebody? When's the last time you passed out a gospel track? We could talk about praying with your family or having family devotions or, or being, being faithful to church we already mentioned. We could go on and on and on. But could I be so bold as to say that the world takes the sacrifice of Christ for granted because the Christian takes it for granted first? Could it be that the world takes the sacrifice of Christ for granted because the Christian takes it for granted first? The quality that we love about those heroes is the fact that they continued. Paul would later go on as he writes to Timothy, his son in the faith. He would go on to write to him about the importance of continuing. That's why he would tell him in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 14, he would go on to tell Timothy, but continue thou. Continue. Hey, Timothy, continue. 
Paul recognized how important continuing or steadfastness or long-suffering are in the Christian life and reminded Timothy, Timothy of that. Can I ask you this? What is it that you've started giving up in? What is it that you haven't continued in? Bible reading? Prayer? Church attendance? Giving? Goals that you set for the year? Maybe a ministry you serve in that, well, it just got a little too hard. It got a little too hectic. It got a little too noisy. It got a little too stressful. That's called ministry. Like, that's part of just working ministry. That's part of serving the Lord. That's why the Bible says in 2 Timothy, again, chapter number 1, and I forget what verse it is off the top of my head, but it says, Be thou a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel. There are going to be afflictions, and you are commanded to be a partaker in them. But I quit because, well, just got too tough. It got too hard. And I just can't keep doing this. Aren't we glad that Christ didn't say that? I love the world, but this is a little too hard right now. I think I'll just, you know, just call the angels. No, I'm glad he continued. And maybe you just realized in your mind that, you know what? I should have continued in that area. I shouldn't have quit. I shouldn't have given up. You know what you can do today? You can renew it. You can still continue. You still have the opportunity to pick it back up. There is still time. If you're still breathing at this moment, talk to God and say, God, I did wrong. I shouldn't have quit. I shouldn't have given up. I should have continued. I should have followed your example. You can still continue. Pick it back up. Pick up the baton. Keep running. You can still continue. Friend, do not take, do not take the sacrifices made for you for granted. Don't throw them aside. In their honor and their remembrance, in remembrance of Christ, continue. Don't quit. Be faithful. Continue, my friend. Continue, continue, continue. Follow the example of Christ. Keep moving forward. I pray and hope that if you've laid something down, that you would pick it up today and continue on for the cause of Christ. We need you in this fight. Continue, 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 my friend. I pray and hope that God will help you to continue. I pray and hope that you will resolve in your heart to continue on for our Lord Jesus Christ. As always, if you have any questions, you can send those in. Email me, joshua at sandycreekstirrings.com. Again, joshua at sandycreekstirrings.com. Until next time, keep looking up and keep stirred up for the cause of Christ.